Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today, episode 43, Tuesday Tales number 5, Fazbol Torion, Low Charisma. I apologize for the lateness of the episode today. I woke up at 3.30 a.m. and couldn't get back to sleep, so I got up and wrote two blog articles and published one, polished the current front post on the blog and posted that later in the morning and have another ready to go out tomorrow. My first one I published this morning was about the new D&D eSports thing. So if you want to know why we shouldn't be surprised by that development, you can check out that article. I'll link it in the blog description. And then at 11 this morning, I put up a blog post encouraging everybody to back the Kickstarter for editing the movie The Dream in Gary's Basement. The rough cut is done. So the movie exists, unlike the two that got tangled up in litigation a few years ago, in which there had been radio silence since they settled out of court several months ago. The Dream in Gary's Basement has a goal of $25,000, and it's probably going to be met soon. I just checked, and as of 9.30, was over 21000 So it'll probably fund before the first 12 hours are up, or soon thereafter. So please see that. I've also got an article, as I said, about that, and I'll link it in the episode notes. But first up, two call-ins from the Brothers Green about the last Saturday scrawl, where I talked about low magic versus high magic. Hi Larry, Colin Spiper here, calling in regarding your episode on high magic versus low magic. Just wanted to throw in my tuppence worth related... Uh, adding in some granularity to the discussion. Obviously, you've got high magic. You could also have high magic but low power or high magic ranging up to high power. So you go from magic's really common but fairly mundane to real epic powerful magic. And then in a lower magic setting, you've got low to no magic. So what's about even then is not very powerful up to... Um, really rare artifacts that crop up once in a blue moon, but when they do, they're really powerful. So it's you know it's it's pretty low magic, but maybe like you know sword and sorcery when it does turn up, it's really powerful. So yeah. Hi, Arfed here. Uh, just calling about the the magic episode. Just listened to. Um, I would agree that generally I, I prefer the low magic systems. It does make a change when someone's get uh, a magic item. It makes it rarer and special and a bit of an occasion. But there are systems out there like um, index card role role playing game or ICRPG that I'm running at the moment, which basically rely on the magic. Um, instead of leveling up your your characters, you just get more magical items, and you, you, your items basically make you stronger and more able to deal with bigger threats and uh, and bigger adventures. I guess um, there is some sort of goal rewards for characters as well, but basically uh, it's the magic items that keep you guys alive. So uh, yeah, some systems rely on it. Anyway, good episode. Thanks. Thank you to. Spike Pitt, a.k.a. Colin Green, and his brother Arfed, a.k.a. Darren Green. Some helpful things to think about. I also had a call-in alerting me to a problem with my podcast. 
Tim over at Gothridge Manor said he couldn't find my podcast. I think that must have been a temporary thing because I noticed I went to look at my podcast and it was trying to go somewhere else and I refreshed and then it was fine. So they must have had a hiccup or something. But it appears fine on my end. If anybody else is having problems, please let me know. So now on today's Tuesday Tales, Fazbold Torion, Low Charisma. I have mentioned this briefly in another episode, but I'll focus solely on Fazbold and his adventures. My brother Robert, who I interviewed a few episodes back, one time said, let's just roll 6d6 for our abilities. And guess what? I'm the guy who managed to roll six ones for charisma. Yeah, my brother watched me roll it too, so I've got a witness. In an advanced D&D, a charisma of three allows you to have one henchman. So Fazbold had all kinds of adventures all over the place, and there are several moments that stand out. He ended up about fourth level, and his henchman was first or second level. The first adventure that really stands out is we went to this cave, and for some reason, Fazbold the fighter, human fighter, was scouting ahead or something, and there was, uh, somehow we knew there was an Etten in there, which if you don't know, an Etten is a two-headed giant. Fazbold managed to find in its collection of loot a sort of sharpness. I managed to approach the thing, and it attacked and missed or something, and I managed to roll a 20 and cut off both heads. And oh my gosh, that was amazing. Of course, everybody around the table is hooping and hollering because the battle was over. That was really cool. And that sort of sharpness came in handy a lot of times. And sometime after that, he had enough money that he hired a fighter henchman, Phleason Os. And Fazbold saved Phleason's life so many times that Phleason was fanatically loyal according to the AD&D loyalty rules in the DM guide. And one time we were on the sea voyage and attacked by some sort of humanoid-like sea creatures, either Lokoth or sea ghouls. I think it was Lokoth, but part of me also wants to say sea ghouls, so I, I'm not sure. Maybe we got attacked by both. Anyway, these creatures swarmed the ship and got up on deck. And Phleason and Fazbold had managed to be separated in the fight, and one of them was coming up on Phleason, and Fazbold had only one option because he couldn't charge through the crowd. He threw his dagger and managed to roll a 20 and hit it between the eyes or the back of the head, whatever it was, and just in time and killed it. So things like that made Phleason fanatically loyal to Fazbold. And way back then, we used some horrific crit and fumble tables. I don't know where we got them, if we made them up or we got them out of a magazine. I, it, that's been so long ago, I don't remember. But my dice of choice were back then at that time were still my original dice that I got with probably my Holmes Blue Box. And those are the ones that are the green and the orange and yellow and so forth. And the D20s especially, but they all chipped every time you rolled them, and the D20s ended up being nearly spheres. They weren't quite totally spheres then. They would actually stop after a while, and that's probably why I managed to roll some 20s at critical times using those dice. 
Then, in our sea journey, we came to an island and we found some ruins. And somehow in the ruins there was a ghost and it managed to get between Fazbold and Fleasan and the exit from some sort of an alcove or small room. And we weren't able to escape and it kept hitting us and aging us. And we ended that session and never went back and resolved it. So Fazbold was like 90 some odd years old and Fleasan was like 68 years old. And that's where those ended play. And in later years, like three or four years ago, maybe five, I had some woman contact me. The name Fazbold Torion, T-O-R-I-O-N for the last name. I just made that up. Same with the first name. But I had this woman contact me with a genealogy question wanting to know everything I knew about the Torion family. So evidently the name I'd made up, coincidentally, is a real surname. I don't know anything about it. I didn't dig into it, but I thought that was interesting. And part of me wants to convert Fazbold and his henchman Fleasan to 5th edition and other rule systems like maybe DCC and maybe see if I can run him at cons. I definitely have to bring him into my campaign as NPCs. Of course, minus that age. As far as the next and future Tuesday Tales, there was a lot of characters I played over the years. Some of them died that I don't remember much about them. And whether their character sheets didn't survive till after grad school at all, or were among the many things I lost in a water leak. I've got a lot of detail about the water leak, several articles on my blog about that. But I'll have to dig into the archive. I know I've got a few more player characters that I can talk about without having to focus so much on Griswold. But I'll keep going with my characters and other memories from back in the day. And if I run out of stories to think of, I'll have to come up with something to refocus Tuesdays. But that's a while off yet. I want to remind everybody, go check out that. I want to remind everybody. Go check out that Kickstarter for the movie The Dreams in Gary's Basement. We need to get that thing edited. It'll be out, I believe, April is the delivery date. Since they've got the rough cut, they just need to have the money lined up to pay the editor and do uh, the sound. It's not going to be a score or anything like that. They've got licensed audio. It's going to be awesome. You can check out the trailer on the Kickstarter. It looks really good. So please back that. You'll get something really cool. And you'll get that before whatever those other two Kickstarters that went into litigation might ever possibly deliver. But that will be more for another day. Thanks for listening, and game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow me and I on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all of my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of RPGs and games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. 
If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting the word out is important. Consider backing me on my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on what PDF I publish next on one bookshelf. You can check out my growing list of PDFs at either DriveThruRPG or RPG Now. And if you like what you see, please let me know. And if there's something that doesn't quite suit you, please let me know. Constructive criticism is very important for those of us who publish our own PDFs. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo. The same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening. And game on.